Hola, amigos. Hola. <laughs> amigas. Bienvenidos to another episode of Aging with Energy, the Old Guys Travel Show. So where my head was at when you found me. As always, brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chamber Plan Man, you know, Howard, you can only wish that upon other people that, you know, through their lives they planned ahead so that they can do eventually what we are doing. You know, when you have more time in your hands and you're of a certain age where it's time to sort of see the world, to be able to do it. And that's where the retirement Sherpa comes in, you know. Um, I mean, seriously, you yeah. need somebody to... And, and to take advantage of the chamber plan, much that I, yes. much like I have uh, on several occasions. I'm, You know, it's weird. I, I had never really had anything really medical wrong with me. I mean, obviously, m- mental. Until I turned 60 and I went on that trip, I'd never spent an overnight in a hotel, uh, a hospital. And because of the chamber plan, I took a six day tour of the U.S. medical system and they covered it completely. Yeah. So let's, and another thing you just sort of tweaked there is uh, the idea that being able to do this, I, I had no idea as recently as in my late 40s or 50s, what retirement would look like. Because, yeah, we do the Humble and Fred show three or four days a week, and now we're doing Aging with Energy. I do a golf podcast. But uh, we had just wrapped up doing the, uh, the regular show, and I said to you, how do you think it went? And, and you and I have been the benefactors of this technology in a way that neither of us would have imagined when we started the original podcast in 2011. Well, yeah, bingo. Because if COVID had never happened, and I was still in a position where I felt that doing this show meant driving the 956 the Queensway every day, I'm not sure I'd be doing it, honestly. Um, Even from the standpoint when I've gone to the airport a few times, when I used to drive from Brampton to the studio in the morning, the traffic wasn't that bad. Well, now it is. Just two or three years later, mm. you know, I our timing, I would be stuck in traffic. So anyway, uh, to make a long story short, it's uh, yeah, this technology has put a whole new um, spin on what we're doing and how we're doing it and how much longer we will do it because I don't want to stop. Why would I want to stop this? Well, and, and because uh, we're doing the travel show, what it's done is it's allowed us to like a lot of our peer group has have already retired and are doing the kind of traveling that aging mm-hmm. with energy is all about. And yet you and I are able to do it mm-hmm. while still maintaining some connection with our jobs, which, frankly, I love doing it. I, I mean, it seems weird. I was talking to somebody about this. They said, well, you're supposed to be on vacation. I go, I know. But for me, the part of the energy I get from being out here, I, I would I would. Yeah, we've taken some time off. But it would lose something for me if we weren't doing this. I wouldn't feel as um, connected. No, without a doubt. I sort of think it's neat to be down here and doing this. 
And I think it's super neat to be going home and doing this because I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. Say it I again. Can't I can't imagine getting up in the morning without some kind of focus. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, just before we get started, I actually mentioned this. I've been hanging around, and one of the things I'll talk about in our episode today is being around a lot of uh, men, mostly men and women, but a lot of golf guys that are older than me. They're 65 to 80 years old, and, and seeing how life has unfolded for them. And one of the guys I played with yesterday is a really, really good golfer. 71-year-old dude in great shape from Texas. <clears throat> and my, I said something about having to work. I said something about working in the morning. He's like, working? I said, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're still working? I said, dude, I'm only 63. The idea of still being, you know, engaged in the world or whatever seemed to be, it's sort of not with these guys. They just had jobs. They loved their jobs. And then they just moved on. Anyway, yep. you, uh, you want to get started on today's episode? Yes, I think it's a good time to All do right. that. Because, uh, you know, we like these uh, Aging with Energy episodes to be just a certain length, a nice little bite size, like a, one of those bite size brownies. Mm. You know? Two bite just brownie, one, yeah. Just one, uh, two bite brownie, that's it. Yeah, two bite. Uh, two bite. So yeah. this is the first time, I think, in the 20 plus episodes that we've done about all the traveling and uh, Aging with Energy. Um, we're both in the same place, not in the same condo, but we're both in the same town. And today's episode is going to be about San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. And as you pointed out on the Humble and Fred show the other day, seven years in a row, what is it? Oh yeah, voted, I think six actually, uh, the world's greatest small city. Which is uh, quite the designation. Yeah, I would and I mean say. that's not that's not issued by the Mexican Tourist Board. That's some international um, publication or something. And there was, I believe, thousands and thousands of votes. Like this was pretty official, or it has been pretty official. Um, San Miguel getting that designation. Well, let me start by asking you this. So you've been here uh, one more time than me. You came. Yes. I think mm-hmm. 2019, before the pandemic, you came here. 17, 19, and now 23. So w- when I heard that, a bunch of things come to my mind. But if you had to tell someone, and this, in this case, that someone is me, why do you think that is? Well, that's a great question, and I have an answer that... Um, May have a surprise ending. 1917, I, or 1917. 1970. I came with my grandfather just after the war. <laughs> That's right. Um, I actually went to school with San Miguel. Uh, 2017, uh, Bill, our sales guy, Bill Hertz, who we love dearly, he was uh, wintering here. I had a week off. My buddy Darren, I thought, let's just pop down and see what Bill's talking about. He really likes this place. We came for a week, and in a short week, we liked what we saw. It was pretty cool. And then I went home thinking, Delise would really like it. So two years later, we're thinking of somewhere to go, and she's not a huge beach person. So when I told her about San Miguel, she says, I'd like to try that. We came for two weeks and really enjoyed it. 
And now, again, not to draw this, drag this out too long. I want to go away for two months this year. We travel with my buddy Doug and his wife Laverne, Delisa's cousin. And she only likes so much of the beach. We thought we'll do a, a, a month on the beach and then maybe something culturally. And I had often talked about San Miguel. So we decided, hey, they, she in particular, would like a San Miguel experience, Mexican culture, architecture, history. So then we decided to come for that reason. Now, the surprise ending. I was just going to let you go, my friend. You just keep it going. Um, I've had enough. I don't need to come back. Uh, she's seen it. Delise has seen it. I've seen it. I would say a month a little too long for me in a setting like this. But again, it's a mindset, too. Like, why am I here? I'm escaping the weather. And I've said this before. It's your attitude going away. Are you doing it to become part of the culture? Are you doing it to go on day trips and have some sort of a vacation or holiday feel or just escape the weather and settle down and relax? So I'm somewhere in the middle there. I've determined, you know, I don't need to come back here again. Or if I did, it would be sometime. There are a lot of other places I would go first. Over to you. Well, I was here in November, and I was supposed to be here for uh, three weeks. That trip got cut short because of my heart. Um, I'm now here at this point. uh, This is my fourth week I've been here. And, you know, I would tell you that I wish, you know, being here with another couple or if I had been here with Rachel, Mm -hmm. I think my experience would be different I came here and and your dear friend, my friend Darren, was my roommate. And unfortunately, Darren, you know, wasn't able to go out very much, wasn't feeling very well. So I really didn't get a chance to experience some of the stuff that you guys experienced. I went to the odd restaurant, but the main attraction for me here is the golf. And and I want to comment on what you said that's very, very interesting for a lot of people. And, and, And this episode might go a little bit long, but just bear with me. Bill, my, our dear friend, Bill, said this to me last time. Why are you here? And, and I didn't really know how to answer it. Part of it was, you know, to escape the cold, to not be in Toronto when it's all shitty and dark and gloomy. But a big part of it for me was to, you know, play the game of golf, mm-hmm. which I can do pretty reasonably. Not super cheap, but, you know, cheaper than, say, doing it in Florida at an expensive golf course. So from my standpoint, it's been perfect. I'm five minutes from the golf course. I get to play or go and practice every day I want. What I think I've missed out, and I want you to talk about this because it just came up a couple of days ago. I've missed out a little bit of some of the cultural things. Like I've been to the parochia and I've... You know, and I've been to the city and I've driven around it myself, but I, a lot of the stuff I'm doing is on my own. Right. And so the, I'll just finish by saying, so my San Miguel experience has been a bit different and I'm not, but I'm also not a hundred percent sure this is the place for me. Just given to, given what it's done, what it does to my heart for the first couple of weeks. Right. Um, you know, climate is a very, very interesting aspect of of San Miguel. And it's perfect for some cool mornings, cool evenings, very warm days. 
And when I say very warm, I mean very warm. The first week we were here, first week and a half, very, very hot. Almost couldn't stand in the sun, like a drill bit. Mm-hmm. But then you would stand in the shade, and, and the air is actually cool. It, it's really interesting. There are people that just cannot stand the heat, like Delise now. She never, ever, ever goes in the sun. So while she's here in the shade, often she's cool. And that's not a bad thing for her because she no longer wants to be hot, especially around humidity, which you get a lot if you're close to the ocean. Mm -hmm. And again, let's make that point. This is in the middle of the country. There is This is not an ocean beach holiday. It's just not. And for, for, for a lot of people, that's... That's huge for them. They're comfortable the whole time they're here. Or you can really um, control your comfort here. Absolutely. So to, so to speak. And that's like top of the list for people. Like Delise said, we, we were in um, the uh, Dominican Republic for the first month of our holiday. And the whole beach thing with the sand and the salt and the feeling of her skin, she's not big on that. Uh, I don't mind it. But again, so the comparison there, she much prefers this climate. So again, forget the history, forget the restaurants, all the wonderful things that are here, and it's 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 bountiful. This climate works for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. Uh, speaking of restaurants, San Miguel de Allende has 400 restaurants. As far as a livable city, um, I said something to you the other day, and you kind of looked at me, you know, you gave me a, like, what do you mean? I said, well, I've got to experience, well, I, I, I misspoke, but I'll say it. What I said is, right. I, I've got to experience a lot more sort of the, of the culture. And you went, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I meant like just using the city. Because I've come here with an eye or an ear to speak Spanish, I've tried to interact in Spanish with, you know, a bunch of different people. I've had a massage in Spanish. I've gone to the, I've gone to a doctor in Spanish. I golf every day with Mexicans who speak Spanish. I'm (laughs) dropping my laundry off and dealing with people in Spanish. And for me, that was a big part of what I like about the place. That, you know, I've been spending almost three months now doing Spanish lessons every day and then going out into the community um, and trying out, trying out my stupid Spanish. I will tell you this. Nothing makes people happier, and this has been my experience in French as well, than somebody earnest, like giving it a good shot, trying to speak. So, you know, and I did have, I mean, I've again, I've been to the church. I went to a Sunday afternoon mariachi concert. I went to Zen Dunga. I've tried to soak up some of it, but I missed a little piece here. For sure I did. You know, again, not having somebody to, to sort of go and do stuff with. Mm-hmm. But I will say I've really enjoyed that. I really, you, know, you don't need to speak Spanish to come here, but I've really enjoyed that part of it. And you do it well. And, um, the people here are sweet. And let me, now I'm going to contradict myself a bit. Um, if I was in Canada and I looked at my retirement savings and thought, you know, this isn't going to cut it. And a lot of people do this. They move to Mexico because their retirement funding, you can live in Mexico or maybe not Canada. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a reality. If I was looking for a place, if I was in that situation and I thought I'm leaving Canada and I'm going to move somewhere permanently, I would really consider this town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, like no, a lot no. of Canadians and Americans right. have. 
Now, I, you know, I've said that on the heels that I don't need to come back here. Luckily, I'm in a position where there are so many other places to experience and explore that this has been pushed down the list as far as return go. But the people right beside us where our condo is, they're from Denver, Colorado. They just sold everything. They just retired. I'd say they're in their late 50s, retired, both of them, sold everything and are renting this place in San Miguel, and then they're going to scout around the areas of Mexico to see where they want to live because they are retiring in Mexico. And the the reason they came to San Miguel to begin with, mm. climate. Yeah. Denver, Colorado, they do not like the heat. They do not like the humidity. So they did their research in San Miguel, uh, climate-wise, um, sort of was the ticket for them and now they're going to experience the lifestyle so i i totally understand that another aspect of you know you go downtown here they call centro and there's just you know um cobblestone alleyway and alleyway full of restaurants and shops and everything well as a guy you know that wears on me pretty fast Mm -hmm. and the guy i'm traveling with as well but the girls love it they can go down there every day and explore another street And that's just, you know, again, is that stereotypical, whatever you want to call it? That's just the reality of our situation. So you could spend a lot of time here and not see everything. Well, do do you want to? You know, the thing is, as far as those, like, I love one. I've I've done that a couple of times on my own where I just found a parking lot. And for uh, 30 pesos, I got to park my car for an hour and I just walked around streets. And it's great. It's like behind every door is another great restaurant. You can be here for the rest of your life and not, and not find every one of them. There's modern conveniences up where you live. Is a, like, it looks like a shopping mall. They're sort of, their version of the bay is called Liverpool. And, you know, it's modern. Um, I've been driving. This is the first time I've driven here and found it pretty easy to get around. Um, where I am versus where you are, I'm sort of out of the city and... You know, I find it convenient and, and not intimidating. If you were thinking of coming here, you can fly to uh, Mexico City from most places in Canada, from Toronto for sure. If you want uh, and you're willing to do a couple of stops, you can fly to Carretero, which is a big city, two plus million people about an hour from here. If you're a golfer like me, the prices are nowhere near what they are in resort Mexico. Even the most expensive course here, like where I was playing golf last month, it was like sometimes if you go online, it was like 160, 200 US around. You'll pay half that here. Um, and like I said, I've, I find the, obviously I've used the, uh, the medical facilities and the medical community and, and it's fine. And again, mm-hmm. I want to speak Spanish. So I sort of force myself to, but you don't have to speak Spanish here. There, you'll, no. you'll get by. And the people are so sweet. And getting back to that mindset thing, like, why are you here? Why did you come? Um, you know, the place I'm staying has this beautiful pool area with a restaurant attached to it. It's almost resortish. So, you know, I didn't feel like going downtown yesterday, and I didn't feel like doing a lot. So I was able to spend two and a half hours beside a pool in the brilliant Mexico sunshine. Mm-hmm with a little cooler bag beside me with a couple of beers in it. I mean, I could not have done that in Toronto yesterday. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like I was in Mexico. I could have been anywhere yesterday 
um, warm. I wasn't in Toronto and I got to do that. So again, it didn't involve culture. It didn't involve food or whatever. It was almost like being, you know, at a vacation at an all inclusive or yeah. something poolside. Well, I, I will tell you this, knowing now what I, about where you are located and where I'm located, if I was to do this, this trip again, I would stay, I, I didn't tell you this before, but I would stay where you stayed. Yeah. Because I know now with a car, I can get to the golf course in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to be here. And mm-hmm. the nice thing about where you are is it might have forced me. And I still have got 10 days here. It, it might have forced me more to go and spend more time down there because it's just closer. And here's a key aspect, too. I mean, yeah, we got to roll this out. I'll tell you, I go to the grocery stores here and I do a lot of the grocery shopping as you do. At home in Brampton, groceries are cheaper here on average than they are in Brampton right now. And I asked somebody about that and they said, well, the reason is, I mean, they have to hold the line here. Or the the, yeah. the society would fall apart. They, we couldn't, the, you couldn't have Toronto grocery prices in Mexico. The people couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason that they're held to the line that they are, and I understand they don't pay people as much here. So the overhead is as much on and on and on and on. So it's, it's affordable from that standpoint. Plus, I'm staying in a place that's three bedrooms, well, three and a half bedrooms, four and a half baths, beautiful facilities and everything. And all in it was 3900 for the month. Canadian. Split between two couples, which is great. So how about that? No, it's fantastic. And, and any beach area that you would go, you'd almost oh, want to dude. double that. Well, and I'll just say, since we're talking, um, where I'm staying is a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bedrooms. Um, it's a little bit, I mean, again, you can get to town from here. It's a 10-minute cab ride, and yeah. it's an Airbnb, and I'm paying $2,500 for 32 nights. So yeah. coming to Mexico, coming to this particular part of Mexico um, is, is affordable, and before we sign off, I will tell you, it is safe as well. You know, I don't know the areas around here, and I know there's been issues in the past, but I can tell you, just driving around, walking around, I've never felt anything. So uh, you can put that to rest as well. That's right. And, you know, you can't believe, you know, you've got to, you can't buy into all the, you know, the Mexico rumors and the hysteria, Mm. hysteria. The other day, Sunday morning, I wake up to these explosions. (laughs) That's right. Boom. And then what sounded like gunfire. So the first thing I'm thinking of, it's like an early morning cartel raid on something or that's what's going through my mind. And then you get up and then, you know, you get your wits about you and then you ask a few questions. Well, it was a national holiday. Here, That's right. Was... For some reason, they like uh, fireworks <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, I know I, I, why I don't know. <laughs> By the way, that's not the first time. It's not just for national holidays. If it's somebody's birthday, oh. they will light them off in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard him the other day, too. I was like, what is going on? Uh, well, there you have it. San Miguel de Allende, Aging with Energy, uh, making AWE history, doing the show from the place we actually are traveling. Brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa and the Chamber Plan. Could you tell where my head was at when you found me? Me and you went to hell and back just to find peace. Man, I thought I had everything. I was lonely. Okay, good timing, good timing.